Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned in to Kiss and Tell Radio. Hello, welcome to another episode of Le Cat Radio. What's up, Char? Hey. Ooh, is that a little rasp in your voice? Yeah, it's been a, a trying week, but I'm here and I have my energy. I'm, I have just a little I'm, cold, though. Ooh, yeah. Just a little. I'm actually sucking on um one of your cough drops right now. Yeah. I woke up this morning with a little bit of a... <laughs> a little tickle. Mm-hmm. Mine happened Sunday. The weather drastically changed in Los Angeles without any warning. Yo, this wind has been kicking my ass and scaring Cookie. Well, aside from the wind, it's just the temperature just plummeted. I feel like we went from 85 degrees to the next day. It was like, oh, hello, 62. No more nigga slides. Yeah, it, it was it was a Air lot. Air Force Ones. It was a lot. How was your weekend? Um, My weekend was good. So it was the kickoff of Halloween. Um, I went to a couple parties. Um, Actually, all weekend, it was kind of rough. Like Friday night, I had a – we were together Friday night. Oh God! Don't <laughs> remind me, please. Don't remind me. It was. I'm P- trying to forget. Scooter, Tyrants, uh, Jakar, James, and it was a. It was a. It was a whole group. Please don't remind um, me. So we were, we went out into the the Hollywood of West. Uh, that was Friday night, and then Saturday night I had a couple Halloween parties. I was Nelly, um, not only Nelly Furtado, but the rapper with the bandaid on the eye. Okay. Um, that was my costume, and then Saturday I had a friend's birthday. That was a little bit, um, have you been to a party that is like, we're at the age now where all of our friends are having kids. And yes. Well, we've been at that age. Right. But, but like now, but. It's not, the kid, the child is napping in the back. Now they're talking and now walking. Now they're talking and spilling Kool-Aid on the floor. Yeah, yeah. And breaking shit. Yeah. So it was kind of a shit show a little bit because like pictures were falling off the walls, you know. Oh no. Blue Kool-Aid was on the floor. There were games. There were talking and yelling and screaming. So it was just a lot were going on. Were these kids toddlers? No, they were like probably, ooh, I'd say there was newborns between, between newborns and like six, seven, eight. Oh, six, seven, eight. You old enough to know better. I don't know. They were just wild. Should but there was this lot. on the walls and stuff. And, and she ain't like got that. kids. That's the thing. All her friends got kids. Mm-mm. I don't think I'll ever be that accommodating to anyone or anything. She was very accommodating. But yeah, it was a it was a very festive weekend. By Monday, I was feeling a little bit like weak just because all the carrying it on and stuff like that. But, you know, I got my rest. Mm-hmm. But now I'm sick. What about you? Well, for me, Friday, yes, we were together. We went out really early, which I appreciated <laughs> because I was emphasizing to people that I had the NABJ LA Media Summit the following day. And I, in classic, okay, so Friday and Saturday for me felt like undergrad. <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> it felt like undergrad because I was in a bit of a stupor, an emotional stupor. Because full disclosure, I know I've been teasing what I've been working on, but you all will see later this month. I am working on something for the Trans Day of Remembrance, which is uh, within the last two weeks of November. So it's been it's been a bit of an emotional toll because I've been having to talk to people's families and friends and uh, collect quotes and and these these uh, and have just very challenging conversations. And so I was like, I need a release. I need to go out and bounce this ass. And I pre-gamed foolishly. I don't, even, that ass. I don't even want to tell you all what I was concocting here in my apartment. But I just know I mixed some things together. It was some welfare witchcraft going on in a cup. <laughs> and I was on an empty stomach that whole day. I didn't even realize that I had not eaten. All I had was two cups of coffee and maybe like a little chip. I had not eaten a meal. <clears throat> And so uh, we went out, I left at one, got home at two, and was up at six. Oh, shit. I panicked because you all know, listening, you know that I swear by BC powder. This is why I felt like undergrad, because BC powder is a powdered aspirin, which I just, I live by, because it's powdered, it goes straight to, like, your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wait. It's no popping pills and waiting an hour. Like, it, it is immediate relief. Like, I swear by BC powders. They do not taste good. 
in the least. Oh, not about BC Powers. They don't taste good, the but they remedy. get <laughs> the job done. So I panicked because normally I always have BC powder because I always need aspirin for something. But I was out. When I woke up uh, Saturday morning, I was out of BC powder. And I was panicking as I was feeling sluggish. I had downed a, a glass of water, and I still was feeling kind of sluggish. But I remember that I always keep two BC powders in Annalise, which is my purse. <laughs> just like just like an auntie. And I reached in there, and there was Not one left. Not spare BC powder. Yes. <laughs> a matter of fact, when you saw me today, when I came in from Target, I bought a new pack, a, a, a pack of yeah, BC powder. Because yeah. I'm totally out, and I don't feel well. I got headaches, and, you know, the, the show don't stop. So, oh, pun intended. <laughs> um, so, but we'll talk about that later. So, uh, yes, the media summit was great. I was there for eight hours. Oh, my God. Uh, I was shocked that because I left before you uh-huh. and I woke up in my bed and turned on my Instagram and saw you in the back of a car smiling. Yeah, people were calling me crazy. About, like, and I said, you're insane. It was 8 a.m. talking about, I'm not waiting to meet. I'm like, yeah. girl, what? I, oh, no, it wasn't 8 a.m. when I was in the car. I, I The plan was to get there. I got there at 8.13. At, ooh, nope. Nope. So, yeah, nope. but it was it was fulfilling. Shout out to Jared Hill and Travel Anderson, mm-hmm. both of whom have been guests on this show uh, before. They are the president and the vice president mm-hmm. of the local chapter of the National Association of Black Journalists. They put on one hell of a media summit. It was the inaugural one. I took three classes, I want to say. I went to the career fair. Oh, you were I took a class on investigative reporting because I felt that, <laughs> hello, it was fitting. Uh, that's the one that I got the most information from, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I should have had the, the journalists' names pulled up who I worked with, but oh well, I don't have it queued up. But I did that, and then I did one class on reporting in Hollywood. There were people from Deadline and Shondaland.com there. Oh. And then I got to, which you all saw the little clips of, I got to get behind the anchor's desk at USC Annenberg or whatever it's called. And I got to read for local anchors. And we had a very nuanced conversation. Of course, my read was flawless and they loved it. Um, But it felt weird to be back behind the anchor's desk. And those of you who are or who are in this media game, you know that with hard news, you kind of have to be you still have to be yourself, but it's a little bit more pulled back. And entertainment news is more of a performance, at least for me, it is Mm because I'm listen, I'm a good time girl. But people want to feel like you are their home girl. So sometimes you got to perk it up and we're on the red carpet and you want to keep it locked right here because we got some hot interviews like, you know, like that type of performance. So it was great. Sunday, I, as Aretha said, as the late great Aretha said, I'm going to pass on that one. (laughs) Sunday was was a very rough day for me. But um, yeah, everything's good. Yeah. And I proved you wrong. You know, it is Halloween. And I am not participating, like you I did told you. You proved me wrong. I mean, by the time, well, we'll see when this drops, because you know Star is good for like a, no, no, a no. phone call at 9.52. Nope. What you doing? And nope. they say, you know, even, you're in your closet making something with a fanny pack and I some bobby pins. I was even invited to Meg the Stallion's Halloween party. What? And I will not be in attendance. Where's my invite? I still got a costume. I was invited to someone's plus one. Okay, well, I got two people <laughs> that need the plus two. Um, and so what I do want to note is that we are recording this. Normally, you all know that we record on Wednesdays and we go it goes live on Friday. But this is a very particular case. And the reason why we do not have a guest today is because we had someone who was highly anticipated, um, highly, highly anticipated. We uh, this had been a, a month in hasn't it been a month in the works yeah i believe that we got the ball rolling around september 27th Mm -hmm. to book this person um everything was good to go they were originally scheduled for last week um but the publicist mentioned the week before like oh she's you know occupied xyz so we we booked jasseline for last week who was great Shout out to her again for a great episode and coming through. And so it was confirmed, locked and loaded that said guest would be our guest on the show this week. And it would have been perfect for a myriad of reasons that I just won't go into. Um, And then yesterday, which was the 30th, an hour and a half before we were scheduled to perform, we get an email saying that they're going to have to reschedule. (laughs) 
because of something somebody overbooked something i don't know what the channels of communication are like within this person's inner camp but uh i understandably was livid and so then still are I I was I was over it. Jay, stop looking at the news and, and weigh in. I'm playing the news. We're in my apartment today. We are not at the beautiful Mayfair Hotel. We're in my Shout apartment. Out to them, the ABC um, is playing on mute. But I was very very yeah, very upset, no, and we even tried to accommodate yeah, today, today, and it didn't work. Yeah, I was actually in a meeting, and then um, I had gotten Char had called me, but I was in the meeting. So after I got out the meeting, before I called Char back, I was checking my emails, and I had saw the message and. You know, I mean, that's how the cookie crumbles. And, you know, I I always um, advise people to be more professional yeah. or at least give some Consider type of warning. It. Consider it. I mean, granted, the granted, the publicist ended up calling me, which I did appreciate because the email felt very like, well, girl, type thing. <laughs> but, you know, Kiss and Tell is a show that we do with our blood, sweat and tears for free. And I feel like, and I've been a guest on other podcasts where the hosts just walk in and get an index card handed to them or so, you know what I'm saying? Or there's a producer that is emailing, you know, story suggestions at 7 a.m. on the day of record day. Jason and I do all of this by ourselves. Produce, schedule, hunt, all logistics. Like we're sitting down just two weeks ago, a five hour meeting at Starbucks. Like, so there's, so, and I'm, I'm not saying that to be like, oh, woe is me. I'm just saying that Kiss and Tell does not have the machine behind it that a lot of other shows do. And so when, when things like that happen, it stings just a little bit more for me. I'm not going to speak for you, but for me. Yesterday, I was very upset. Mm-hmm. But I had to realize that it's out of my control. Like literally moment happened, moment passed. This is out of my control. But that did not take away from my pissosity. Because yeah. I could not believe what I was reading. We were all set to go yeah. for weeks in advance. Yeah, We were so accommodating. And so, you know, Godspeed. At this rate, you know, the I mean, only way. What goes around comes around. I'm a firm believer in that. So when things happen, I mean, I've definitely have been through yeah, i've been working in entertainment for over 10 years you know that was my degree so i was working at a pr firm i remember when rihanna and chris brown got to a little, a little tussle if you will um and that was but 2008 um and so i've been doing this for a very long time and i understand that things happen but i always me too yeah but i'm saying like the, the professionalism um just sucks and like you said, like we put our blood, sweat, and tears into the show that happens every single week, and we don't get paid we aco- for this. We, we do this out of the love of it, right? And we're very accommodating to our guests, and you know everything like that. So we get Ubers, we we get gummy bears, Jameson, red wine, <laughs> cheeses out of my own black ass pocket, out of my freelancing pocket. So, um, so yeah. yeah, moving but on, moving on right. that's just something that, that I wanted to share with yeah. you all because literally I'm still, I'm, I'm not going to front. I'm still a little hurt. It's a yeah. full day later and I'm still kind of like, I woke up this morning like, wow, yeah. wow. What do you do in situations like this? What do you do? Try in to situ- fix it. I had a lot riding on that interview, yeah. you know, but whatever. Um, are we ready to get into the very brief bulletin board this week? Lego. So this week's bulletin board, we tragically lost. I want to kick off by acknowledging that we, we've we lost a few political figures with uh, you know over the span of the last few weeks that I failed to mention on the show. But we lost ho- black Hollywood royalty for sure. Mm. Um, John Witherspoon, mm. 77 years old. We never knew of him to be sick, never knew of anything to be wrong with him. He passed away. On Tuesday night in his Sherman Oaks home. There's a lot of people that live in Sherman Oaks. I'm at Sherman Oaks again. I was just there. There's a lot of people that. In the home. That that Sherman Oaks, Burbank area. There's a lot of uh, people just hanging out there. But yeah, so he was in Sherman Oaks. And one thing that I respect about John Witherspoon is that he, uh, I think my intro to him, I can't remember if it was the Wayans Brothers or Friday, but it was one of those. Mm -hmm. That was my intro to him. I had no knowledge of him prior to that. Right. But he is someone who literally transcends generations he got his start he was on the Richard Pryor show Mm -hmm. he was in Boomerang like he has notable roles 
Bebe's kids, of course, like I Bebe's just mentioned, kids. Friday. Jesus. He was grand granddad mm-hmm. on the Boondocks. Mm-hmm. He's in House Party. So his career literally, he has black Hollywood legend, and he has one of the best post forty come ups. He's mm-hmm. someone whose career really didn't kick off. Oh, he plays a great dad until post forty. And a great so, granddad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was he was good. I just always think about him in that nasty ass scene with him on the toilet. Yeah, I didn't. He was I hated that. that I hated like that. that. I was like, same. But same. like that is what I think about when I think of John. And the stuff. one Friday when he was when he was uh, trapped in traffic and he was about to use the bathroom on himself and he had to go to the N- to the uh, gas station. He nasty. Was eating the burrito with hot sauce Mm-mm. and it just looked hot. Mm-mm. This was before I even came to L.A. Mm-mm. He didn't have air. It looked like it was 120 degrees, and he was in gridlock traffic and had the bubble guts. That is nasty. <laughs> Remember Rancho Cucamonga? People are always like, where's Rancho? Because Rancho's actually oh, by yes, Riverside and, yes. uh, and Friday, too. Yeah. And that's by where I grew up. Next that's Friday. Next Friday. I said Friday, too. I mean, we know what you meant. Right. But, yeah, he was um, – and when I went to his Twitter page when the news broke, I saw that he was still very, like, actively working. He had shows coming up November 21st, like oh, stand-up. Shit. Yeah, so rest in peace, John Witherspoon. Um, everybody's mourning. You know, everybody's come out. He's worked with so many people, <laughs> like yeah, from yeah, Regina King sure. to Martin. Like everybody is coming, paying their respects and honoring him in tributes. And so, it's just what a, what a way to end October. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Um, moving on. This upcoming Sunday, the sandwich is back. What Art. sandwich? Popeye. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that fuck that broke um, <laughs> America. Will you be uh, lining yes, up? Yes, I Sunday? still, I still, I'm not lining up for shit. I'll tell yeah. you that. I already got turned down three times. Yeah. Uh, third time supposed to be the charm. It did not happen. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait it out and see. Yeah. But if it's chaos again, I don't want no part. I'll go back to the Jason sandwich like I did myself. I'll go right on the Vons. Give me my little, uh, my little uh, chicken cutlet. The only thing that makes me nervous is I'm scared that it's going to be different. And I say that because today, uh, you know, Wendy's spicy nuggets came back like months ago, right? Mm -hmm. Today, I had Wendy's spicy nuggets. And I was disappointed because... Because they're nasty. They've always been nasty. I disagree. Disagree. First go round. First go round. I love them. This go round, they were spicy, but they were just unbearably salty to me. And so what I'm nervous about with the Popeye sandwich is I feel Mm. like it, it slapped first go round is something about this announcement i would not be surprised if it a wasn't as good as the first go round cuz i don't want people going b, crazy b if the chicken breast was somehow skimpier and c if they raise it by $2 cuz you know the sandwich is only like 3.99 Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, the sandwich for Popeyes prices cuz you know Popeyes the cheapest thing starts at like $7. Right. right. They be so, charging. Oh, Miss Louisiana. Popeyes has survived in that they've never had a dollar menu. They never And they have. have managed to survive while other chains like Subway and other places that have also never had a right. dollar menu. They have tanked. like a discount menu or something like that. Yeah, they've tanked. Did you see uh, Smith's Halloween costume, by the way? I did. <laughs> loved it. He was Annie the Popeye's lady. Uh-huh. And I saw a little black boy dressed up as the actual sandwich. It was the cutest thing. <laughs> it was the cutest freaking thing. So, uh, I yeah. I saw some lady bent over on a bench. Yes, imitating <laughs> the, the exhaust- weathered I hope employees. That, I hope that the employees are treated better this go round. <laughs> Honestly, because listen, Sunday is about to be so black, right? Mm. Because not only is the sandwich back, but Lanethia and the girls return as well. Ooh. So I will be watching. I, I, I plan on slimming down. Shout out to Anthony. I don't know if he's listening. Anthony showed me a picture because I went to the <clears throat> Community Coalition Award show for People Progress and something, something or whatever. Um, but I went to support him mm-hmm. last Thursday and he showed me a picture that a photog took of me. And it is by far single-handedly the most unflattering photo I've ever seen of myself. <gasps> so I decided that I'm going to go on a cleanse. So I'm going to have my Popeye sandwich, but I'm I'm going to wash it down with celery juice. <laughs> on the Beyonce Dream Girls diet? That kind of pepper lemon no, juice? I don't, I'm not doing nothing extreme like that. I just might. Maybe I'll just eat nothing but soup. I don't know. Oh. But, uh, that's not healthy. I'm going to be. I, listen, nothing I do is healthy. I'm going to be whittling <laughs> down. My sister will be here in two weeks. Hey, sis. And it'll be fun. So, yeah. The Real Housewives of Atlanta returns. Also. Daylight savings time. We're all, can you believe we're already here again? Yes, yeah, every Halloween. 
Daylight, we're losing an hour. Mm-hmm. You girls better get your sleep in. Mm. Oh, it's the bad one, huh? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. We're losing an hour. Yeah. Um, well, whatever. Well, I got to remove. I'm looking at this one topic. Got to remove because it's not pertinent to just us. Last but not least on the very, very short bulletin board, Kanye West's Jesus is King. Did you listen? What did you think? Uh, What do you think about this press tour? So it's funny. So I did. I listened to maybe half of one song. Um, I didn't listen to any of it. Yeah, I did half of one song and I was just like, eh. Um, and I saw kind of the, the comparison to Kirk Franklin back in the day online. Um, but but that seemed like it was coming from white people who didn't have the historical context. They didn't have the range to talk yeah. about. It. I didn't see a lot of Negroes. <laughs> I saw Negroes talking about it. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know where we're derived saw, from, but it did get into black Twitter. Wow. Um, I saw the, what is it, uh, Bleacher Report, the, the editor. The Bleacher Report. There. Bleacher Report is a is an online publication dedicated to sports. I believe oh. it was the, the, the editor-in-chief there that was just calling what Kanye was doing just so groundbreaking like we've never uh, seen before. He's changing really. the face of gospel music. And people <laughs> took that tweet and was retweeting all the bops, all the slaps. Right. I love God. Trinity 5-7. You don't love, okay. <laughs> all the praise it's dances. Hip hop praising back in high school. That's what I used to um, do used to do it to Lil Kim and then change it up for the performance. No, you did. We were not. bad. Um, but I actually did, I listened to half the song, but actually it took me back to original Kanye. So I actually listened to the whole entire uh, My Beautiful Tart, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Love album. that album. Love and it brought like 2010 was such a good year. It was like fresh out of college for me. I was in LA by myself, so I listened to a lot of music and. Um, I really, I can like hear him mourning over Amber Rose and uh, the Blame Game. Yeah, that's what the yeah. song was about. Yeah, but like easy I, taught me. Yeah, and I was like listening to it. I was like, wow, he like really loved her. Um, well, and she listened. and Kim do share a birthday, so there's something mm-hmm. about those damn Libras. Was it like October or something? But like October twenty third. Mm-hmm. And then um, I actually listened to College Dropout too, which I felt so dumb for graduating. Um, but <laughs> listen, not everybody that drops out has the the trajectory of a Kanye. True, so. true. But the album was just funny listening to it ten years after my college graduation. Got gotcha. you. And like when I was bopping back in college, I was like, yeah, da, da, da. and now I'm just like, ooh, mm. yeah. Is my degree, where is my degree? How about that? I have no idea where it's at. Ciao. So I still love uh, old Kanye, but this album I did not listen to. I just mm-hmm. was reading a lot of the discourse. Um, I did see that Donald Trump's son came out and endorsed the album. Donald Trump came out and endorsed the album. And it's just something that, I mean, it's directly related, but unrelated as to why I just can't. I do not like Kanye West today. Y'all know who have been listening to this show. I held a funeral for him, a personal funeral for him that day that he took his black ass on TMZ and said slavery was a choice. I hopped on Kiss and Tell the following episode of that and said, I'm just done. I'm done. And you see that he is still kind of carrying that rhetoric. It's just kind of masked by, oh, choirs and beautiful voices. But he's still going on these platforms saying these grossly irresponsible yeah. and inaccurate things. Did he say now, something crazy this week, too? I know that he did say something about how black people have no culture after yeah. he performed at Howard. Like my nigga. <laughs> Aside from that, my next question to you is, do you think that it is journalistically irresponsible to... Uh, cover Kanye in the way that these the, that a lot of these outlets are and I say that because Kanye is someone who has openly come out and we know suffers from um, some some mental challenges I believe he's bipolar and he's mm-hmm. something else so do you think that is is it's intellectually dishonest to take what he says and and make it headline news because it it might be a manic episode, but who are who are we to judge? We we just never know to gauge that. So, but it seems it seems like what they're what they're what a lot of publications are doing is turning everything he says, of course, into clickbait and making it salacious. Not saying that it isn't, but I'm asking, do you think that it is dishonest, knowing that he struggles in the way that he does? No, I don't. To be honest, because I mean, it, I don't think it's irresponsible. Uh, just because we do know where he is, and he's been open about that, and so so you're saying if he has the wherewithal to tell us what's going on, then he should he has the wherewithal to make these these points. I'm not gonna say his points are valid. I'm just saying that if we know what he deals with with you know opioid addiction or whatever he's like come forward with and said, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that we kind of know what's going on, and like I for me I think 
that regardless if someone's like has some type of disorder or someone is probably quote unquote healthy and they say something crazy. I mean, these news outlets turn everything into clickbait. That is true. That's like, remember the Tank last week? Talking about Tank said <sighs> that if you suck dick, then you're not gay. Like, that's not what he said. That is not what he and said. And so I think it's, it happens all the time. Like, I think that part's irresponsible um, without getting the full story and the full context. Yeah. But if Kanye West says something that's out of pocket, and that's what he Which said. Which he has been. So that's that on that. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, I re- he did say slavery is a choice. That's what he said. He did. Um, he did. And so. That part to me is not irresponsible. He also said the Republicans freed that we talked about this without providing context. Excuse me. But um, so, yeah, moving on. I have not listened to it. I don't think I'm not planning on listening to it. Nothing about it intrigues me. Y'all I'm me just try- I'm literally just trying to mind my I damn think business. that he's really like just searching for something. And I think that this gospel route is something that's. Do you think he's going to flip? I see him flipping one day. Uh-huh. I see him coming out rapping about, you know, I made that bitch famous. I see that happening within the next five years. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, but look at, like, didn't Mace have a gospel album, too? He did. Where he turned into a pastor? He is a pastor. Oh, he still is. Yes. To this day. To this, I don't know if he is a practicing yeah. pastor, but he, but that's or, different or, because that's different because Mace was not making gospel music. Mace left the industry as a whole, but he came back. But yeah, but, but that was Welcome years back. later. Welcome that back. That was years Welcome later. Back. That was at least a decade later. I know, but he was making secular music after he was an ordained pastor. Which you can you can walk and chew gum at the same time. You know, this is the battle of Michelle Williams' mm-hmm. life. People say she can't say when Jesus say yes, but when then Jesus but then yes. when Beyonce calls. She's not supposed to pick up the phone to get up and, and throw on her her uh, tube top and d- perform bootylicious. You can walk and chew gum at the same time, girl. Yeah. But yeah. Kanye, I, I I asked that question because Kanye appears to be so rigid in like he's not even using profanity. Right. That's how super, right. super swung he is. Well, he's so. searching for something, and I think that I mean. Do you think it's, it's a manic episode? Not that that's for us um, to gauge, but I don't think it's a manic episode and i'm not really like the one that judged that but yeah. i do think that this is a route of where he's going because he's changed so much and i think he's just searching for a purpose or like something to help him and i think this is what's helping him for right now but yeah. i don't i'm not gonna say it's inauthentic but it's what's helping him for right now right okay that's fair enough yeah but i have to say even looking at him turns my stomach oh yeah I'm i can't even I can't. look at him in good faith anymore like i'm ugh. It's just such a disappointment. <laughs> um, what's our next segment? Because today's all over the place. Are you? Do you have a corner for I us? I surely do. Okay, so let's move on to the corner. And now it's time for the LGBT corner. All right. So this week's LGBT corner um, goes to the Outfest Legacy Award Gala. It took place on Sunday, the 27th of October. Um, I was what, supposed to attend that. Really? What happened? You know what happened. Oh. I was out of commission Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing TT's makeup. Shout out to him. Um, but yeah, it looked really cute from the videos I saw. I saw a couple of friends. Uh, Nathan was out there. Um, MJ Rodriguez, Bo Shelley, Ralph. Um, and there was a few people. Sean, Shangela. I'm yes. her name yep. right? Yep. Shangela. Shangela. I was actually in a parade with her for a thing. But yeah, it looked like a cute event. And Outfest has been going on for quite some time. And not to be confused with Outweb Fest, because they're two different, completely different, two things. different, yeah, completely different things. Because I used to get those mixed up. I thought they were. I'm like, oh, but they're two I different was, things. I was, yeah, I thought it was something, and then I got there and got confused, and I was like, oh, this is not what I yeah. envisioned. Um, but yeah, shout out to them though. We were we. I just got a memory, uh, a tag request on Facebook for a photo I did for the photo you know we were on a panel for Out Web mm-hmm. Fest last year and I was like oh that I aggressive c- panel what's crazy is that I put that entire experience out of my head mm-hmm. the aggression the yeah. silencing of that panel like mm-hmm. what Ooh. and I, f- I forgot that Ashley was on that panel yeah. like Ashley Jade and I had they, to share so a they mic. had a panel and they separated Char and I who are <laughs> obviously co-host and i was on one end of the panel and Charlotte was on the other end sharing a corner of a table and the three black girls mm-hmm. had to share a mic uh-huh. jade and ashley and myself i have a picture of me that's actually in my instagram highlights of me sitting on stage pissed and tired took it and i was like this is it when that guy was trying to demean me it was something was going on I was what like, an asshole anyways that yeah are we ready <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's Next move on topic. to topics. Yay. <laughs> I ain't got uh, uh. no topic this week. I told you. I told you. I don't have no topic. Right. So, topic this okay. week. <laughs> All right. So, my topic this week, uh, <laughs> the topic this week, the one and only, the one and only, um, is about fear. Um, I had another topic that is was. Is it warm in here to you? It's a little spicy, yeah. Okay, I'm going to turn the heat off. Keep talking. Okay, I'm going to keep talking. Um, but my conversation or my topic is about fear. And uh, this one came from um, Halloween, first of all. And then, two, um, I watched the Dolomite movie. And I was crying. And I think I was already just like a little like eh, emotional that day. But it was very um, triggering for me to watch. Uh, you got the heat what? on here? You said what? You got the heat on? I did. I turned on my space heater d- down the hall by oh. my bathroom. Okay. I didn't turn on the official heat. <coughs> but, you know, I just need, I don't need the official heat on. I just need a little draft in I'm my bedroom. Here, like um, So why did, sorry, I just turned it off. We should yeah. be fine because it's going to cool off, believe me. I think it was just like, so you're asking why did Dolomite make me, yeah. did trigger me. Um, Because it just got. It reminded me of, because the movie starts out, if you haven't seen it yet, he starts out working at a record store, and he is trying to do something that's bigger, and he has people around him who are joking about, you know, him, you know, not making it to whatever level, and I think it was just reminding me of the ups and downs of just navigating work, and, you know, having, being passionate about something, and having someone, you know, not even any particular person, but it's, it's just hard. Yeah. It's hard. He like he filmed the movie and like no one believed in it. And it like one part that in particular reminded me of um the pilot that I shot and wrote. Yeah. And that was like something that HBO asked me to you do. You were having a lot of meetings. And I was having a lot of meetings. I remember and that. still not having meetings. I, I was at Facebook Watch, I was at HBO, I, I was at Aspire TV, and I was going through all these different meetings and like everyone eventually like said no. It wasn't even a hard thing, but it was just like no. And it just kind of brought me back to like me packing out an entire room. Yeah for the screening and everyone like the standing ovation applause and it's like that's like a peak height and then now it's like all right now sell it yeah and then like going and continuously hearing no and this is like being you know black and queer it's just like there's only so much space in mainstream media that they allow you to be a part of so can i latch on to your topic about fear and we can just do one jumbo topic Mm -hmm. because thinking back my what I took away from Dolomite is what I kind of want to talk about mixed in with your fear conversation is um, let's both, I guess, rattle off one example of <laughs> us being so frustrated that we have to take matters into our own hands to see the finish line. Cause that's essentially what he did. And that's no spoiler. That's still vague yeah. enough. If you have not checked out Dolomite, it's the new film starring Eddie Murphy it's on Netflix. and a few others. It is on Netflix. It is fantastic. I've seen it like three times. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, so let's talk about fear and let's also talk about, uh, I guess, like I said, one example where you had to take matters into your own hands out of frustration and, um, and, and out of, you know, out of motivation, if you will. I mean, I feel like that's happened to me a lot. Same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, I think just even, I was actually talking about this the other day where someone like, why you have so many different like streams of income? And I'm like, that wasn't coming from. An you know, entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, <laughs> like it kind of just happened to be that way because when I graduated college, like my whole entire trajectory, like you go to school, you get yes. the job, and that didn't happen. And so I was working, was making more money in school, um, and I was still unhappy. And so, um, sorry for the sniffles, guys. I told y'all, <laughs> I feel like I'm annoying someone. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be fine. Um, and so, I just think I, my career just started off that way. Um, even with Kiss and Tell, like, that was just something that... And then also the pilot that I shot. That's the prime example. Yeah. Like, they're just like, oh, we want to see it. I'm like, okay, well, you want to... We love this script. We want to see it. Are you going to pay for it? No. So it took me, like, wow. just doing, like, a bunch of different, like, moves and, and getting favors to, like, make shit happen and produce this thing. Um, and so, I mean, thankfully, it refinished. Yeah. Because there was a lot of hiccups around the way. That was the week of my birthday, my 30th yeah, birthday. Yeah, I showed up to your birthday, and I was... For s- 10 minutes. For 10 minutes. We were in the middle of, I think, day four shooting. Yeah. And we had to build a set, and like, I was I was very grateful for that. But just, you know, 
I feel like our generation, millennials in particular, have been always forced into making their own way because the system that was installed right before us mm-hmm. is not is is faulty. Yeah. Um, myself, I know that someone's gonna roll their eyes, but that's okay. Um, when I think about taking matters into my own hands, this really has nothing to do with fear, but you know, we are, like I mentioned, we're having a jumbo conversation this week. Um, it, it, it also boils down to my career, right? And mm-hmm. that it, the source of all of this is college, like for both <laughs> of us in that, um, you know, I graduated and I was at home mailing off packages, uh, because at the time the news industry really hadn't even caught up. This was the news industry had not caught up to YouTube links like they have now. Mm-hmm. Like now your package is you can email someone and say, here's the Vimeo link to here's my, my reel. link. Right. When I graduated, I still was burning DVDs oh. and yes. And mailing things. I had a stack of manila envelopes in my mother's house mm-hmm. and was physically like stamps mailing to news stations. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like I said, even at that time, they hadn't gotten hip to it, which is so strange to think about. Uh, but that is like my launch into YouTube and certain things just to kind of practice, to keep practicing my craft because you never stop learning. That's what right. I learned it, it, what I took from NABJLA's Media Summit. You never stop learning. You have to always be open to critique because you don't know it all, Miss Thing. And so that was one way. And then... Like I said, in, a, in an effort to maintain visibility, because I had seen so many people um, come before me that had that had it, had drive, had passion, right, right. and w- were all set to be the next, you know, big broadcaster. But because they didn't take matters into their own hands, they got lost in the sauce of you know customer service at Spectrum. Yeah, because they're they're still waiting. With so much potential. With so much potential, but Ooh. they didn't put take matters into their own yeah. hands. And so that's the way that I saw it. Like we have these resources. Yes. Char says so at the time was not edited and crazy things like that. But I was like, look, I can get a YouTube channel and just upload shit. Like don't know, but people going to watch it. And if people ask why my stuff isn't edited, my selling point is going to be, I don't need all those smoke and mirrors. But in reality, I didn't know how to edit. I didn't have the software or anything. <laughs> but that is what I was going to tell yeah. people. I don't need all those smoke and mirrors. I could talk for 15 minutes straight. That That is my selling point. Ain't no do-overs. Ain't and, no, and you can. Ain't no splicing. I am going to d- gather my hot topics, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you 15 minutes straight of unedited whatever happens happens because I ain't starting over right so and I didn't know how to edit right so that was a a means of me taking things into my own hands even with linking with kiss and tell because at the time that you invited me to uh launch this show was literally a week later after buzz invited me on that platform Mm -hmm. so I was and at the time I was working in LAUSD right just trying to make ends meet so I'm like okay I'm gonna work with these badass kids in the daytime but I'm gonna do kiss and tell and after Buzz, both of which were free. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm Ubering <laughs> to Penny's house and Ubering to mm-hmm. I think at the time this no is before ho. after no, this before they were in NoHo. This oh, was really? when they were in C- Encino. Ooh. Oh yes. Ooh. Oh yes. Ooh. Ubering to Encino. And I was like, we're gonna not only maintain visibility, Shar, but we're going to the more you talk, yeah, the more comfortable you'll be. Not that I was ever uncomfortable, but you know, you hone in on your skills. You yeah. hone in on your interview skills, you hone in on your broadcast skills, you see what works, you see what doesn't work. Because the way that I see it is even though everything lasts forever on the internet, it's better for me to make a mistake on a kiss and tell or or on an after buzz or some digital platform like that than it is for me to make a mistake when it's world news tonight right brought with charge ourselves right so for me it was all about practicing and perfecting Mm -hmm. the craft so yeah no and it's funny too because like now i kind of feel like i wouldn't say necessarily i'm not stagnant at all um but there's things that i'm very like passionate about that i'm waiting for the okay for mm-hmm. and i'm kind of getting to the point where i was like i need to need to stop waiting for the road to be paid i just need to pave it myself but you know what <clears throat> and it's hard i was about to say no 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 it's hard as that's fuck. so easy to say in theory but it's so taxing no, paving it is. road it's yourself very hard, is, but i mean especially when you you have as many balls in the air as you do mm-hmm. you're juggling so much Ooh. So having the wherewithal to to you know 
pave ways. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's, everything it's happens hard, in its but, divine you know, timing. I always look at, I just want to, cause I actually did a, a, my dad did a family ancestry.com tree thing. And he's been like obsessed with learning about family history in the U S and a lot of my ancestors, um, were huge people, like, but they were kind of in the background of like the people who actually got famous. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of think about, you know, them living in their times, you know, at least they, it's in, it's in my genetics to like push harder and like challenge people and challenge the status quo and challenge what society says about what they see in me and like push harder and get to that. And it's going to be difficult. Like that's why I was crying during Dolomite. We're all, we're all, we're literally <laughs> a comedy, whether y'all realize it or not, we are literally all crawling so that someone can walk. Oh yeah. So that's never ending. The trans girl who is going to be blessed enough to graduate from whatever, or not even graduate the trans girl who's going to be good enough to go straight to good morning America, Kiki Palmer style at 19 mm-hmm. and be an anchor. Shara has paved I, the way. I know that she's walking on my back mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that because continuous, I no. know that everything happens in its divine yeah. timing. And I know the vision that I have for myself and this shit gets hard. I'm in no way watering down anything. You all know how transparent I can be. Um, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. It's really, ch- and this is my first year, which I was just telling you about yesterday when we were conversing. This is my first year full-time freelancing. Yep. And it has been extremely rewarding, but it has also grabbed me by my braids under this unit <laughs> and yanked me. Not the kitchen. Yes. It, it, this is my first time w- without at any point having somewhere to clock into. Mm-hmm. I was not at, at my trusty, dusty, you know, production company this year. I was not re- coordinating any type of reality right. shows. This is literally, it's been journalism appearances guest hosting but like and year guess round what? god is forcing you into that route yeah that's well, it's what uncomfortable for. it's uncomfortable as fuck but guess because a bitch needs growth to sign a, is not comfortable at all you're growing pain a bitch needs a contract a bitch is gonna get there instead of continuous development development deals <laughs> i need a contract I, I would like somewhere to clock into every day and still be able to talk my mess type thing so oh you'll by the it. way we, uh because my tv's on mute tamron hall show shout out to michelle who was also shout a guest Mm-hmm. She's part of the KT family. She was on Tamron Hall's show mm-hmm. today. Yeah. She was actually on the original before I even met Shar, the original Kiss and Tell panel. Yes. On February 11th, 2013. 14. 14? It was 14. 14. Because I was there. Okay, 14 then. Um, but yeah, in no, the it's, audience. And that's crazy. To, like, I think about that's something taking matters into my own hand because, you know, I was just like, I want to have, and it's actually. For history and context, Kiss and Tell started because of Valentine's Day. I wanted to have a event where the whole entire LGBT community could talk about dating and relationships because I just thought it was, I was fucked up at the time. Uh, well, sorry, my relationships were, um, and I wanted to talk about it. And I know that there's a lot of different parallels within, you know, lesbian dating or bisexual dating or trans. Like there was a mm-hmm. lot of different things, and I wanted there was never I never went to a conversation that was about everybody. Um, and I wanted to right because be... most of the conversations, even to this day, when yeah. they're branded LGBT, they are they are centered around gay men. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so I asked Michelle, who was who was a friend of mine, and I asked um, Amber's Closet, and I asked Gabe Maldonado, Jasmine, and Jasmine. Yeah. And so we all got up there and we talked our shit. Yeah. And that was and I had questions. Yeah. And so people, someone came up to me after like, "When's the next show?" And I'm like, "The next show. This is supposed to be one thing." Yeah. And here we are. And look at five what you years later. <laughs> right. We met KT100. So. Okay, so now switching gears to fear. To fear. Um, So fear. I think that I, well, I know that my professional life will be fine. Okay. It'll be hard. It'll be challenging. It'll be fine. Um, I think, and and also, and I don't want this to sound morbid, but if I died tonight or tomorrow, eh. oh sorry, we'll I'll, we'll see tomorrow because it's Halloween. Um, well, but if I you die like... tonight, ain't nobody gonna hear this. <laughs> <'Cause it won't... laughs> you gotta upload. You gotta edit and upload. <laughs> so if you're hearing this, Jason's <laughs> still is okay, right? <laughs> uh, but I feel like I have contributed enough and some 
to like society. Okay. Um, that's how I feel personally. Like okay. I don't feel like I I'm lacking. I, I definitely am at the beginning points of that, but I think that so far in my life, I contributed enough to society work wise. Um, I feel that way as well. When when I zoom out and look at. Mm-hmm. How we are sixty days away from twenty twenty, I I I gave myself, which is rare, but I gave myself a pat on the back, like bitch. From twenty ten to twenty twenty, you did the damn thing, girl. Yeah. You making moves, Woo. you popping moans, you on different <laughs> platforms, like you. This decade does not feel like a waste. And that is Mm-mm. something that has always been a huge looming fear of mine. Mm-mm. I never want to look back on any period of time and be like, well, that, cause you can't get it back. Time Mm-mm. is the one thing that you can never get back. Nope. Never. Nope. And so if I had to, if, if unforeseen circumstances happen and I had to pack up this apartment and move to Chicago, move back to Chicago and be in my mama's house, I wouldn't throw in the towel, but I'd be proud of what I accomplished yeah. within the last same, decade. Same. You I've know? written a book. I have published. I, I've, I've done a lot, and I've sacrificed a lot of my personal life for that. Yes. So with that same. said, um, I think my fear kind of goes into my personal life because I could look back at you know the past years of my life, but my goals my goals exceeded career-wise of what I have accomplished. But my personal life, like I and I, I, just, I understand that the way things happen or the way that they're supposed to go, but I wanted to be married. I wanted, I'm like a very like family oriented person. Here you go with this. What? <laughs> Why are you doing that to me? No, I'm, I'm teasing. Okay. I'm teasing. Talk your but stuff. I, I just feel like if I feel like if God forbid I died tomorrow, I feel like I would have missed like the family part of my life that I always wanted that I never got to experience or like attain. Would you be, okay well no that i know that you wouldn't be if that never happened i know that you would not be i have come to terms that i've come to terms that i think the kid part but at the same time like i'm 31 now i'm about to be 32 in like two months and like i don't want to be a grandpa at my high school at graduation well you never know your your emotions may change because right now i'm fine being child free but who's to say that on my 40 or Tamron Hall, I think she's 48 with a newborn. <gasps> and, but but it, it's age is a state of mind. <laughs> like it's a state of being, but it's a state of mind. Until your, no, your joints start buckling down. Yeah, on but you. if you take care of yourself, um, there are a lot of people who became parents later in life and they still are out here doing just fine. Yeah, um, I just I'm also thinking about, you know, college, you know, wanting, maybe wanting to retire and I can't retire because I'm. You know, well, you weren't going to do that anyway because you're a millennial who's never had a corporate job. True that. So your retirement, we both going to be, you're going to be, <laughs> welcome, right. welcome to Kiss and Tell. I'm going to be 86 in two months. <laughs> Ring that um, bell, girl. Okay, right. <laughs> so for me, it's kind of the same, but it's very different in that I am fearful and uh, it's it's hard because I can hear my mom saying, God has not given you the spirit of fear. Uh, <laughs> I can hear her in the back of my head. But, well, call it something else. You're a um, dictionary. Okay, I'll say trepidation. I'm a little... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm, I'm tiptoeing. When I, I'm a little timid, you know, around my career aspirations not being fulfilled. God forbid something happened to me since we're being morbid. I don't think, I mean, I know that I've made an impact, but it is not nearly the, the, the impact that personally I would feel comfortable leaving. I want bigger. I want more. I want better. Mm -hmm. And because I struggle in the romance department, that's not really even on the table for me right now. Like, yes, I'm in my phone making questionable decisions, which by the way, (laughs) by the way, let me know if you struggle with this as well. Because I tweeted and I said, this is something, literally, this has been the fight of my life. And I told you this yesterday. The fight of my life has been, Shar, mm-hmm. you're human. Oh, yeah. I expect excellence and greatness in every aspect of my life. 
I expect myself to put forth excellence and greatness in every aspect of my life. But what I do, what I'm not good at, what I, what I severely lack at is I can see the flaws in everyone else. Not saying that I can't see my flaws, but I can accept mm. if, for, if, for example, you make a mistake, I can accept that I'm going to give you a hard time about it, but I can accept because you know what? Jace is human. We're all flawed. But if, but if make a mistake, I make a mistake, a oh, oh, please. In my head, it's a Real Housewives reunion, and I am reading the eyes out of myself, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. But I've talked about that on this show and how I've been working tirelessly to reframe the ways in which I talk to myself. But it is never-ending work. It mm. is literal never-ending work. Just, you're a Capricorn. I mean, so, that's just something that you are. <laughs> <laughs> so I say that to say... Um, because on the romance side of things, I've kind of pushed that aside. Um, because right now, personally, I just don't see certain things for me, which I talked about a few weeks ago. I just don't, they're, the men that are interested in me don't want to get with the program and the program, the, the bar is on the floor. Respect, which is subjective, but I can, I can communicate. I can tell you the ways in which I feel disrespected. So respect and monogamy. But men act like, the men that are interested in me act like, Oh, this might be problematic. They act like because I'm trans, I'm supposed to expect any and accept any and everything. And because I'm trans, I'm automatically open to um, polyamory. And oh. that ain't I'm telling you, it is a it is a way of well, life I and mean, a way of thinking. And that's not shaming the girls who I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum. Mm-hmm. But Char is very rigid in the idea of monogamy, extremely rigid. And there's no Same. wiggle room for that. And so because that recipe for disaster exists, all of my eggs are in the professional basket. And I need the professional basket. I can't wait for I can't, Char to get married. I, I, that wedding <laughs> invitation, is, I'm going to be like, oh, I will let's feel, play this episode. I will feel like such a failure if the professional side does not work out in the ways in which I see fit today. Now things can always change, but I'm saying today as I'm recording this show, if the professional side does not work out, I'm going to feel like I can see myself shaking my fist at God asking, what did you even put me here for? <laughs> if, you so gonna, <laughs> if you knew I wasn't going to have a man in my <gasps> life. <laughs> no, I'm serious. If you knew I wasn't going to have a man in my life, if you knew I wasn't going to have romance in my life, at the very least, you could have worked with me. You see me down here busting my ass, scraping my knees and elbows to try to make this happen. You, at the very least, could have worked something out so, so where I could see my dreams come true. Because well if not, what, what the hell am I even doing here? I'm wasting your time and mine. What am I doing here? <laughs> so that is my... <laughs> you laughing, but I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. So that is my... That is that is one of my fears. You're well on your way, Char. I mean, you may not see it. Like, I see it. And a lot of people see it for you. You are well on your way. And it's happening very very soon okay. i feel like this year even like this year Keep you being out fr- i'm saying it out loud uh this year <laughs> thinking he leaks um uh and i will convince hope because <laughs> this is your first year being freelance and you're still here yeah run your mouth we still got 60 days we still do but guess what i'm or sure Char, <laughs> still shout here. out to tisha campbell um but yeah no and i think one of the um great uh, quotes that I watched a politician Ryan Murphy's newest show on Netflix. Um, what did you think of that? I, I talked about it. that on Roxanne Gay's show. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little busy. I don't know if I'd said that on this show. It's a little busy, but it's good. I can appreciate. To me, my favorite thing about the politician is the color aesthetic. I love the brightness. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the tennis skirts. The, um, yep. It is just visually, it's stunning. But the storylines, it gets too busy. They're a little all over the place for me. But I can appreciate it for what That's it high is. High school. I'm looking forward to season two. I am God too. damn it, Bette Midler, problematic Bette Ooh. Midler. So one of the quotes I took away is that there's more honor in defeat than unused potential. Is that from Dolomite? No, that's from the politician. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's what the, uh, he was in a bar and they got the dead. Ooh, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, the, yes. The, take the quote away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the politician. If you all haven't checked that out, <clears throat> check it out. Let me know. Let me know your thoughts. I enjoyed it. I truly did. Oh, by the way, Kendall mm. would be so proud because last night um, 
I started watching Friends from season one, episode one. I've God. never seen the entire series, but there there is a chunk of black folks that I see on Twitter who stand in for Friends. In the background of the cafe? Who they stand oh, for I Friends. Oh, they're all shooting. Oh, uh, no, no black folks are on the show. No. But I'm talking about as far as the people who stand for Friends. So I'm like, let me see what all the fuss is about because, you know, everyone says it is essentially the exact same format of Living Single. So if mm-hmm. I can stand and love, you know, Kyle Sinclair, Overton, Regine, and Khadijah, then I can get into Jennifer, I mean, Rachel, Rachel, Monica, Ross, Chandler, Joey, and the girls. (laughs) What was the last one? Phoebe. 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 What was the last one? Phoebe or Romeo Michelle. All right. Are we ready to move on? Yeah, we are. All right. Time for the Kiss and Tell Kudos. So this week's K2 Kudos goes to TT and Gia. Um, they oh. they won um, a huge chunk of money uh, this past Saturday. Rent to pay. Paid. Um, so uh, Gia was Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. And TT was Normani. And the Michelle was also Janet Jackson. I didn't see Michelle. Oh, today was, yeah. in New York. Yeah, yeah, oh, but yeah. But she was the um, son of a gun of Janet Jackson. Yeah. Gia mm, was the comeback Jan- from the most recent tour. Janet. Big hair and leather. That's from the tour, yeah. the most recent tour. Yeah, yeah. But it was again, and TT was Normani with the spray paint 2006 shirt. I did the, the makeup. You yes. mean 1999 shirt? Oh, or 96 or whatever she was born. Whatever year. Oh, that was the year she was born? Mm hmm. child. <sighs> yeah, she's oh, a youngin'. Um, yeah, TT, I did his makeup, uh, even though I was dead practically like just mm-hmm. exhausted but we had a fun time and i'm so happy for him let me if he's listening let me get a dollar of course he's listening let me get a dollar tt Pass a dollar to shore so she can happy um, halloween yeah the girls are about to flood the streets of west hollywood well i'm sure they've already started it's 7 yeah. 12 Mm-mm. where are you going you're going to a party tonight right um it's pending oh you're not going anymore i have a costume Okay, so what you going to do? You about to be running around locally trick-or-treating I mean, at I your be, big age? I may be passing out kids to the candy or uh, candy to the kids. Well, it's pending. We're figuring, we're going to figure that out in the next hour or so. I'm There's just, a couple options I'm on the table. I'm just glad no one's knocked on this Someone apartment door. on my apartment door like 4 uh, o'clock p.m. Please. And I ran. First, I was like, who the hell is that? Yeah. And I did a little peephole. Cookie. <laughs> I was like, oh, With no. her breathing. <laughs> breathing. I'm like, oh, no, we got to go. I have to. Uh, I got no candy. I'm not really a sweet, but something in my spirit is telling me to go on to the Target tomorrow and get the sale candy. Because, you know, it goes on sale. I think like a little bowl for entryway. Like, maybe. Yeah. But I never have company have here. Sweet so I never have company here. My sister that's visiting is <laughs> 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 my sister that's visiting is a strict vegan. Like she's even stricter than my other vegan sister. Candy is not um, don't matter. If she see gelatin in it, gelatin from horses or pigs or something like like she not eating oh. the Haribo gummy bears. Like she is and my sister Ashley is a raw vegan. Andrea's the type that if there's a vegan version of the Popeye sandwich, Andrea's gonna try that. Ashley's the type who carries broccoli and edamame in a ziplock in her purse so oh. she's more so of a raw raw vegan i can't wait for you to meet her i'm I glad that she this will be her first time you know andrea's been here yeah. a few times well ashley was here in 2015 but she was she was with a group of friends this will be her first time staying with me and me showing her the i ropes. can't wait to meet her <laughs> i've heard nothing but good things yes um, but anywho but yeah um so this is actually our fall episode of the year Yes, unfortunately, with heavy heart, uh, something that I'm, again, pissed off about. But (laughs) it's, you know, it's out of our control. There is a lot that goes on behind the scenes here at Kiss and Tell. And it's nothing bad. Jason and I are still friends. We're still good. Oh, yeah, the rumor's going to start again. But, yeah, we're still good. And what what grinds my gears is I have such a passion. Kiss and Tell has become one of my passion (laughs) projects as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm a girl who loves consistency. And the fact that we have been – 2019 has whooped our ass in the consistency department. (laughs) Our first show was in July, and now we're ending on November 1st. So uh, we are going to make a concerted effort – to make sure that this does not happen again going forward. Um, and like I said, nothing bad has happened. It's just, like I said, some behind-the-scenes stuff. I'll leave it at that. Some BTS. Yeah, and so, unfortunately... We'll still be on the Twitter. Running, I'll still be on Twitter. Maybe, our little fingers. And I'll still be on my YouTube whenever I do something cool. But I sure am going to miss uh, talking to you all for, 
you know, at weekly mm-hmm. for the remainder of the year. Um, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm still mad about yesterday. So now it's carrying into today now that we're talking about this because it's really freaking breaking my heart. But whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I mean, thank you for the continued support. Thank you for the tweets, the emails, the hugs in the street at the the trunks in west hollywood yeah um but yeah we'll we're nothing bad is happening but this will be our final episode of this year and we'll come back next year with some brand new guns um, a-blazing guns a-blazing so stay tuned uh tweet us email us you know all the things hug me with my consent <laughs> no i really am i feel like i'm about to cry, Don't cry. this is just it feels so uh, not only is it abrupt uh for everybody us included it's abrupt but uh it's just i don't know i don't like i don't like any of this but i love the show and i love interacting with y'all who listen so um until Until next time (laughs) we'll talk again when i'm 32 and maybe jace will be 32 um because we don't have a projected date next year early next year yeah think um think winter yeah i guess well, okay, guys. I love us for real. Of course, uh, be sure to tweet us. Let us know your something that that you might be timid about or fearful about. Join in on the conversation. Let us know, you know, something. Give us an example of something you've had to take into your own hands to see the finish line. And I look forward to uh, engaging in conversation with y'all. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy New Year. And for the last time of 2019, to my knowledge, because you never know, God is full of surprises. (laughs) But I love us for real. Bye, y'all. Cheers.